Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hello. 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 Um, <laughs> So this episode uh, is my least favorite of the season. And <laughs> while it's a good emotional episode, it's a Claire episode. And not that I dislike Claire, but like... They're always kind of angsty episodes. They're really Let's angsty real. and emotional in that like, wow, you've had a really shit time. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> awful for you. Also, you're kind of a dick about it. So, like, I'm yeah. annoyed with you, and I feel sorry. Like, you know, like, I just... Ugh. Like, you want to feel sorry for her, but it's hard to feel sorry for her because she's kind of an asshole. You know? Yeah, like, but, like, also, you can see, like, clearly this is why she's, why she's an asshole. She's an asshole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I just... Yeah. I just... I don't, this is... There's too much sadness in this episode for me to really appreciate. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, we are talking about Season 10, Episode 20, called Angel Heart. We start out in the entryway of a brightly lit house. Uh, the front door opens, and Jimmy Novak walks into the house. Hey. Hey. He's got his, like, hair parted, like, Jimmy style. <laughs> no trench coats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and Jimmy calls out, Amelia? I just want to stop right here. Why are there two Amelias in this series? I don't know. That's interesting. Isn't there? I think there's three Amelia. There's an... There's an Amy Pond also, right? Isn't that what's the the kid Sudi's name? Amy. Is I it think. Amy yeah. Pond? Okay, I don't remember what her last name. I is. guess I'm pretty sure it's Amy. It was Pond, I know, because Sam's like that's a cool name or something, and and that's a Doctor Who reference. So, oh, okay. who's real? And her and Doctor Who, her real name is Amelia. That's why I was making that connection. Uh, yeah, okay, Amelia okay. Pond. Yeah, yeah. But you call her Amy. Okay. Yeah. Why are we all Amelia up in here? <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jimmy calls out, Amelia? Uh, she appears at the top of the stairs and starts hurrying down towards him. She says, Jimmy? Jimmy? They hold each other, and Amelia asks, is it you? Jimmy nods and says, Castiel is gone. It's me. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I never... Amelia says, I looked everywhere for you. I thought I lost you again. Jimmy says, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, she holds his face in her hands. And sees that blood has begun to seep through her shirt uh, on the part that, like, covers her forearm. Mm -hmm. Jimmy doesn't really notice and says, it's okay. I'm home now. She looks down at her arm uh, as it's, like, bleeding through. And you don't see this, but you do see Jimmy kind of, like, grab her other arm. Mm -hmm. And when he grabs it, you hear, like, a like a liquidy squish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't what? catch that, but... Yeah, uh, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> the roast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy yeah. says, how's our girl? How's Claire? Uh, Jimmy does not notice her blood, and she gets more and more upset. She says, no, not again, no. 
And then we cut to Amelia strapped to a bed in a dark room. She's wearing like a dirty ass tank top. It looks really like malnourished and just icky. She's not looking good. Like no. she could use a shower. You yeah. know? <laughs> yes. Probably a meal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All of that. Uh, a man in a suit is sitting on the side of the bed. She's whimpering and trying to pull away from him as he cuts her inner elbow. The man shushes her kind of kindly and, uh, some like bright bluish smoke, uh, not angel, you know, mojo, but like yeah. it's, it's more, it's more of a smoky thing. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, drifts out of the cut. A little um, waspy. Yeah. And wispy? Wispy. Waspy. Wasp, wispy. Wasp is different. Yes. <laughs> like a wasp is a bug, but there's wisp. Yeah, we're going to wisp. wisp. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he closes his eyes and inhales the smoke. Amelia says, "No, no." Uh, but the man, like, really soothingly shushes her again. He puts his hand on her cheek, and we see that they are in sort of like an abandoned building. It's like a really big room. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a old warehouse type. Yeah. Thing. Uh, he says, you're safe, Amelia. She closes her eyes and rests. He says, you're home. We hear Jimmy's voice say, Amelia. And we cut to the bright entryway from the start of the episode. Jimmy comes in through the front door and calls out, Amelia? She comes down the stairs and says, Jimmy, is it you? Jimmy says, I'm so sorry. Amelia runs down to him and hugs him. He says, I'm so sorry I left. Amelia says, I looked everywhere for you. And then we cut to Amelia sleeping in the abandoned building as the man, like, pets her face. <laughs> You're creepy. A little weird. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. Uh, we got our opening title sequence. And then we cut to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are outside the Lucky Star Massage Parlor. Why are <laughs> That's we That's sketchy. Yep. Yeah. If it says massage parlor, don't go there unless... That's what you're looking for. And still, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A blonde, like, older teenage girl runs by and goes into a door next to the massage parlor. And we hear, like, some sirens in the background. Inside the bar, uh, the girl enters uh, and goes up to the bar. It is Claire Novak. Uh, the bartender says to Claire, the hell you think you're doing in here? Claire says, come on, it's my birthday tomorrow. The bartender says, how old are you going to be? 12? <laughs> Claire pulls some money out of her pocket and holds it up to the bartender. She says, more like 50. And then she puts the $50 bill on the bar. She says, I'm looking for a guy named Ronnie Cartwright. He's supposed to be a regular around here. Uh, the bartender picks up the money. Um, and well, that was a really crappy transition. Uh, cut to a short time later. Uh, there's a man at a nearby table drinking a beer. Claire walks up to him and says, Ronnie Cartwright. Uh, he looks at Claire and then sighs. Uh, this was Ronnie. He says, whatever you're selling, I ain't buying, sweetheart. I don't want it. I know. <laughs> but like, also, is and Girl my Scout mind, cookies? <laughs> I was going to say, my mind went immediately to Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> like, do you have them on you? Because I could be talked into that. Like, I know. Yeah. Show, me, show me the goods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, she sits down at the table across the room and says, I need your help, Ronnie. I'm trying to track somebody down. And then she shows him a picture of Amelia. Um, Ronnie looks at it and then slides the picture back to Claire. He says, I ain't never seen her before in my life. Claire says, her name's Amelia. She's been missing for a few years, but according to her diary, she was supposed to meet up with you. Ronnie says, I ain't never met her. 
<laughs> Claire says, you are going to introduce her to some miracle worker. Ronnie says, look, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know that lady. And I for damn sure don't know some miracle worker. If I did, you think I'd be in a dump like this? Now piss off. Go back to your Girl Scout troop. I mean, fair, but like, mm, come on. I know, right? Yeah. Claire says, she's my mother. Ronnie says, I don't care. Claire says, can you just take another look? I mean, maybe. Ronnie says, I told you, I had never seen her before. Now I better never see you again. And Ronnie grabs his beer and gets up. He walks outside and we see a sign for the bar that says Susie's. Um, brum, brum, brum. He starts walking. But someone grabs him from behind. Ronnie turns around and sees Claire standing there. He says, I told you to stay the hell away from me. Claire says, you were the last person to speak to my mom. I need to find her. Ronnie says, I don't know Amelia Novak. You got it? Claire says, I never told you her last name. <laughs> so, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, hi, you. Hi, you. Uh, Ronnie tries to, like, scurry away, but Claire grabs his arm and says, wait. Ronnie uh, breaks free, uh, kind of aggressively making Claire fall backwards, and she slams her head into a dumpster and gets knocked out, Sam Winchester style. <laughs> like, full on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ronnie looks nervous and upset. He puts two fingers on her neck to feel for a pulse. Then he takes out his phone and makes a call. He says, come on. Uh, operator answers and says, 911, what's your emergency? Ronnie says, uh, yeah, I found some girl passed out in the alley uh, by Susie's bar on Overland. The operator says, we'll send an ambulance right away, sir. Can you tell me if she's breathing? Uh, but Ronnie hangs up and runs away like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we got to daytime. I mean, for real, though. What's yeah. up, Ronnie? Cut to daytime. Uh, we are outside the Tulsa Memorial Hospital. I was more of laughing at the fact that he's a little bitch. Yeah, he is a little bitch, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Uh, Cass is impatiently pacing. Uh, the Impala uh, pulls up and Sam and Dean get out and join Cass. Cass says, thanks for coming. Sam says, yeah, of course. Dean says, Cass, look, we're always glad to help, but Claire and I aren't exactly on the best of terms. I mean, should I even be here? Cass says, I need help from both of you. You were both troubled teens. You speak her language. <laughs> like, um, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that. I know. Right. <laughs> Dick. I know. <laughs> Cass says, I mean, sorry, no. Sam says, all right, how is she? Cass mm. says, well, I haven't gone in yet. I was waiting for backup. Dean says, backup? Sam says, hmm, huh. Dean, shit. I know. <laughs> Dean says, three men and a lady. Let's do this. Uh, so we cut to Claire in a hospital bed. The three guys walk in. And she says, what are you doing here? And why the hell did you bring him? Looking at Dean. And Dean says, awesome. Cass says, uh, the police found my number in your emergency contact list. Claire says, yeah, well, that was a mistake. You can go now. Cass says, Claire, why are you at a bar? <laughs> Claire says, I know. Claire says, I wasn't. Sam says, Claire, what were you doing in an alley outside of a bar? Claire says, wrong place, wrong time. Story of my life. Sam says, look, we're not leaving until you tell us what the hell really happened. So if you want us gone, talk. Claire looks at Cass and says, I was looking for my mom. I want to find my mom and tell her she ruined my life. Uh, like, okay. I mean, okay, but like, yeah. what? Cass yeah. says, your mom didn't. Claire says, she left me. So did my dad. But Jimmy's gone, right? Has it easy up in heaven. 
So mom's the only one left I can tell off. Sam says, when's the last time anybody heard from your mom? Claire says, uh, when I was living with my grandma, she used to send me postcards. Claire takes the package out of her bag and says, this is the last one. She pulls out a postcard and hands it to Sam. She says, I got it just before my grandma died, two years ago. Nobody's heard from her since. It was sent from a motel here in town. Uh, the front of the postcard says Curtis Motorport, and it shows a picture of a motel. <clears throat> Are there really postcards of motels? It's like a weird picture to put on a postcard, isn't it? I would assume that some probably do. Just... It just seems weird, unless it's got some, like, historical thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I would, it'd have to, like, be, like, it'd have to mean something, you know, like, it wouldn't just, like, you're not going to get one of, like, a Motel 6, probably. Right, you know? I'm just like, what? But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I would guess. Claire says, that's where I've been crashing. I was at Susie's bar looking for a loser named Ronnie Cartwright. Mom's diary said she was going to meet him around the time she disappeared. Before he knocked me down, he remembered her name. He knows something. Cass says, why was Amelia looking for him? Claire says, she went looking for miracles. She went looking for you. So we cut to Sam and Dean and Cass in the hallway outside of Claire's room. Cass says, this is all my fault. Sam says, you know, Cass, say it is. What can you do about it? Cass says, find Amelia. Dean says, she did disappear trying to hunt down an angel. Might be a case. Sam says, yeah, but we don't know that. Dean says, close enough. Come on, give me something to punch already. <laughs> I mean, okay, but... <laughs> I know. Cass and Sam look really wearied. We're we're no, that's not even what I fucking wrote. <laughs> Cass and Sam look really concerned. <laughs> And Dean rolls his eyes and says, I'm kidding. I'm fine. I'm just, I'm fine. Why don't we go back to the bar? We're good. Everybody's good. Everybody's fine. fine. (laughs) It reminds me of like, oh, you've seen New Girl, right? Mm -hmm. Not all of it. Oh, where Jess, she like makes up the song, like, you know, whenever her like parents would fight or whatever, anybody in general would fight. She's like, so and so is fine. Everybody's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Dean says, why don't we go back to the bar, see if we can track down this Ronnie guy, huh? Sam says, yeah, we should let Claire know where we're going first. Dean says, perfect. So they go back into Claire's hospital room, but the bed is empty. And Dean picks up her hospital gown. It's an empty hospital gown. (laughs) And um, Sam says, hey... Dean says, damn it. Well, she either went looking for Ronnie again or uh, Sam holds up the postcard and says, yeah, or she went to grab her stuff before taking off again. Dean says, well, she's got a concussion. Maybe that'll slow her down. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. (laughs) That is fair. Sam says, all right, I'll head to the motel. Y'all check out the bar. So we cut to baby driving down a road at night in the rain. Uh, Sam, Dean, and Cass are all inside. Dean says, hey, Cass, listen. What are you doing for Claire and helping her find her mom? That's good. It's a good thing. Cass says, but? Dean says, well, where does it end? I'm not trying to be a dick, but truth is, you're not her dad. In fact, you're not anything to her except a constant reminder of someone that's gone. Cass says, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Cass says, no, I'm, I'm responsible for everything that's happening to her. 
Dean says, look, I'm just saying she's been surviving on her own for quite a while now. And then partly because she doesn't have anybody. Wait, that's that makes sense. And then partly because she doesn't have anyone to answer to. You know, there's there's nobody holding her back. Cass says, we just found her in a hospital. You're telling me that she's better off on her own? <laughs> I mean. Fair point. <laughs> but also. You know. Yeah. Dean says, I'm saying she might be stronger on her own. Uh, we got two Dean and Cass at the bar. They're talking to the bartender. They walk over to Ronnie, who's sitting at a booth with a beer. Go to the, you know what? If you like concussed a girl, I would go to a different bar. I know. Like, I mean, to be fair, they don't necessarily know that he did it, but like. But you know that you did it. Yeah. And maybe someone's looking for that, you know, like. Yeah, but also at the same time, people would probably think, hey, he's probably not going to go back there. So the fact that he went back there would mm -hmm. be like, oh, well, maybe it's not him because he showed up to the scene of the crime. You know, like, I don't know. I, I think, I think he's a dumbass. I think he could go either way. I mean, I still think he's a dumbass either way, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Ronnie sees them coming and tries to leave, but Dean grabs him and like shoves him back into the booth and pins him there. Cass sits across from them. Dean says, yeah, what's the rush, huh? Heading out to beat down another teenager? Ronnie says, that bitch attacked me. Dean grabs Ronnie and slams his head against the table. Cass looks around the bar to see if anybody's watching. <laughs> Dean's like, um. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, poor choice of words. <laughs> Dean says, poor choice of words, pal. Now, Amelia Novak, where is she? Ronnie says, nothing. So Dean says, no. And then he slams Ronnie's head against the table again. Ronnie says, ugh. <laughs> Cass says, Dean. Dean says, listen, Ronnie, what do you say, huh? We could do this all day. Unless you want to tell me everything you know about Amelia. Ronnie says, okay, okay. I met Amelia, but she was the last one, I swear. Cass says, last one of what? Like, mm, that's not promising. Yeah. Ronnie says, I work for a faith healer. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I work for a faith healer. <sighs> Dean and Cass look skeptical. Ronnie says, no, he was the real deal. Hey, I was blind. He healed me. Dean says, give us a name. Dean slams his head on the table again and says, now. Mm. Ronnie says, Peter Holloway. Dean says, okay. Uh, <clears throat> like, was that so hard? Yeah. Ronnie says, yeah, after he gave me my sight back, I, well, he made me work for him as payment. I recruited candidates. Candidates. Uh, yeah, he had a specific type. Young, but lost. Wouldn't be missed. Cass asks, uh, Amelia was one of these candidates? Uh, Ronnie says, some smart people. No, it's not he says. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of this real quick. <laughs> so I'm just making words up. Like, <laughs> uh, mm -mm. I make words up all the time. It's fine. Mm -mm. Ronnie says, some people he healed, but others he. Oh, man. Look, I saw him one night. It looked like he was a. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but he was. He tied one of them up and he was cutting on them. Look, after that, I was done. Okay. I quit. I haven't heard from Holloway since. So we cut to Cass and Dean getting into baby outside of the car. Once they drive away, Ronnie comes outside um, and takes out his phone. Uh, we cut to... I'm just going to guess Claire. I've got a whole last person here. Uh, we cut to Claire walking into a motel room. Uh, Sam is sitting at a chair at a table. He says, took you long enough. Claire, like, hadn't noticed the giant moose in the room, 
and is startled and says, <laughs> she's like, how did you? Sam holds up the postcard and says, where did you come from? I know. Sam says, also, you checked in under the, under the name Claire Novak. A little pro tip, use an alias. Claire says, okay. And then she opens the closet and starts packing up clothes. Sam says, Claire, we just want to help. She says, I didn't ask for your help. Sam motions to the wall, uh, which is covered in like papers and pictures and research. He says, you know, this is good. I was impressed. How did you get the information that, uh, and then Claire tosses a journal at Sam and says, it's mostly empty promises and regret, but there were enough breadcrumbs to get me here. Sam looks through the journal and says, how did you get your mom's diary? Claire says, the motel manager sent mom's stuff to her last known address after she disappeared. It bounced around, eventually found its way to me at one of the foster homes. Sam says, you came all this way just to tell her off. <sighs> Claire says. I mean, some people, spite well, will do things that's to them. true. You know? yeah. Claire says, you always get along with your mom? Sam says, never got the chance to find out. My mom died when I was a baby. Take that. <laughs> I know. Claire looks a little distressed and says, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I've said the wrong thing. You have. <laughs> Sam says, oh, no, it's okay. I got to know her later in life. And yeah, I suppose we got along okay. Claire says, what? <laughs> uh. Sam says, in this line of work, death isn't always goodbye. Claire says, this is different. My mom left me. Sam reads from a piece of paper. Uh, it says, Claire. I'll be home soon. We'll be home soon. He says, doesn't sound like somebody who wanted to abandon you. Did you check her credit cards? Claire says, they wouldn't send me her records. Sam says, okay, I know you need to be somewhere far away from all of us, but let me get my laptop. I'll teach you how to hack into her credit card records. It'll help you get a lead on your mom. Claire says, show me, but then I'm gone. So we cut to Ronnie looking at his phone and pacing outside of Susie's bar. His phone rings and he answers. He says, hey, listen, I didn't think these guys snooping around are FBI. You know, I think they're a voice right behind Ronnie says they're hunters. Ronnie turns around to find the man in a suit standing there. He's Ronnie says, I'm sorry. I wanted to give you a heads up. The man says, wouldn't need a heads up if you had kept your mouth shut, Ronnie. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Uh, the man puts two fingers on Ronnie's forehead. Ronnie says, hey, come on. The man says, don't you see that? Ronnie says, come on. No, my eyes. Come on, man. I can't see. Then the man stabs Ronnie through the back with a blade that looks like a really big angel blade. Ronnie says, ugh, and then falls over dead. <laughs> Just like that, Just too. like that. Okay, like, what kind of petty-ass bitch blinds a man two seconds before killing him? Was that necessary? Obviously not. I mean, I feel like it would be... Like, I get why he did it, but also I feel like it would mean more if he, like, let him be blind for more than a couple of seconds or, like, yeah. put him around the others that worked with him and be like, this is what you get, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Like, if it, like, meant something to anybody else or even him for more than a couple of seconds, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Now, as we cut back to Sam and Claire in the motel room, he's showing her his laptop. Sam says, there we go. Claire says, seriously? It's that easy? Sam says, yes, I can also show you how to set up fake, 
<laughs> yes. I can also show you how to set up fake credit cards. It will make life on the road a lot easier. Claire says, you guys are credit card scammers too. Sam says, yeah, hunting monsters doesn't exactly pay the bills. Claire says, then why do you do it? Sam <laughs> says, to help people make a difference. Claire says, save the people. I know. Claire says, that's it. <laughs> Sam says, that's not enough. There's a knock on the door. Claire opens it and finds Cass standing there. He says, are you all right? Claire says, yeah, I will be when nobody ever asks me that again. I'm like, dear God. (laughs) Sam says, you guys find Ronnie. Dean walks up behind Cass and they both go into Claire's room. Dean says, yeah, yeah, he gave up a name, Peter Holloway. Said he was a faith healer. Sam says, so what, you think an angel? Dean says, maybe, but it sounds like he has healed some people, but he may have fed off others. Sam says, yeah, that's weird. All right, let's look into this Peter Holloway guy. Cass walks over to Claire. Uh, She's sitting on the bed. Cass uh, has a gift bag. He says, Claire, um, happy birthday. And he gives her the bag. Claire says, um, and then she pulls a grumpy cat plush out of the bag. (laughs) I love it. He tried. (laughs) Cass says, I got it at the hot topical. (laughs) Claire says, right. Um, thanks, I guess. Claire puts Grumpy Cat back in the bag and throws it on the bed behind her. Sam says, whoa, just got an alert from the local PD. Ronnie's body was just found outside of Susie's bar. Claire says to Dean, you were just supposed to talk to Ronnie. What did you do to him? (laughs) Dean says, I didn't lay a hand on him. He died. (laughs) Cass says, Dean, that isn't exactly true. Sam looks very concerned. Dean says, I didn't kill the guy. All right, I'm just going to get suited up and head back over there. (laughs) Cass says, I'm coming with you. Claire says, I'm coming with you, too. Dean asks Sam, you want to get in on this? Sam says, no, I should probably stay here and research Holloway. Dean says, right. So Dean and Claire walk out of the room, and Sam asks Cass, hey, Cass, what happened at the bar? Cass sighs and says, Dean snapped. He's getting worse. So we cut to Ronnie's crime scene outside of Susie's. Cass, Dean, and Claire approach a cop. Uh, Dean says, Officer, Agent Clapton and Paige. The officer looks at Claire and asks, And your little friend? Dean says, Oh, uh, yeah, it's bring your daughter to work day at the bureau. Uh, Vic was a a person of interest in a missing persons case. What do you got? The officer says, Stab wound. Clean through. No sign of robbery. Wallet and everything else still on his person. Dean looks at Ronnie's wound and says, what are the red marks there on the point of entry? We see Ronnie's wound is like triangle shaped with two small circles um, on the sides. Uh, The officer says, burn marks, maybe. Don't know. Claire turns her head away from the body. The officer says, we pulled his cell phone records. He made two calls to the same number prior to the attack. Tried the number, but the line's dead now. Probably a burner. Her phone rings and she excuses herself. After she walks away, Cass says to Dean, that wound looks like an angel blade, but the point of entry is wider. Can't explain those marks. Claire says, best birthday ever. <laughs> and then Dean's like, uh, somebody died. <laughs> I know. Like, okay. I know. Uh, Dean like ushers Cass and Claire away and says, okay, all right. Come on over here. Uh, we come back to the motel room. Sam is writing on a notepad. Dean, Cass, and Claire walk back into the room. Sam says, hey, I uh, got a lead on Peter Holloway. Dean says, oh, good, because he's probably about to split town. 
Ronnie made a few phone calls before he got shish kebabbed. Sam says, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sam says, you think to give Holloway a heads up? Dean says, if he did, that's probably what got him killed. So we got to track him down before he bails. Sam says, great. Well, according to county records, Holloway open, Holloway owns a farmhouse about 30 or 40 minutes from here. So I cross-referenced it with Amelia's credit card receipts. Sam points to a spot on the map on the wall and says, the house is about right here. And she's been hitting up Biggersons and Gas and Sips all around the area. <laughs> great. <Yeah. laughs> Dean says, probably staking the place out. Sam says, exactly. Claire says, well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Cass says, Claire, you are not going out there. Claire says, she's my mother. Cass says, that house could be empty and it could be a trap. It's too dangerous. I can't let anything happen to you. Claire says, anything else you mean? Cass says, Claire, you're not going. You're not either, Dean. <laughs> Dean says, what? Don't you talk to me that way. <laughs> Cass says, back at the bar with Ronnie. Dean says, oh, come on, Cass. He wasn't going to talk. I just helped him talk. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, Cass is right. We need to keep the mark in check. And we don't know what's out there. You know, maybe you should, maybe you should stay here. <laughs> Excuse me. I need a drink. <laughs> <Good. clears throat> <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Dean says, so you want to bench me again? Uh, Dean looks at Cass and then says, all right, fine. I'll stay in babysit. <laughs> Dean turns to Sam and says, but if anything happens, anything at all, Cass says, yeah, we'll call you. No fighting. Dean says, yeah, tell her that. Cass says, <laughs> I know. Cass says, both of you. Uh, I know. We got to some time later. Uh, Dean is grabbing a beer. Um, Claire says, can I have one? Dean just looks at her and she says, like, you never had a beer before you were 21. Dean rolls his eyes and says, all right, you know what? If we stay, if we stay cooped up in this motel room all night long, I'm going to lose my mind. Claire, <laughs> also, we're going to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Claire says, spoiler alert, you already have. Mm. Dean laughs and says, that's, come on, let's go. So they leave. Uh, we cut to Cass and Sam driving in baby. Cass says, when this is over, should I, should I leave Claire alone? Sam says, what? No, man. She's family. Well, I mean, she's not exactly family, but she's close enough. I mean, you two have history. Simple as that. Cass says, so do you think she's better off on her own? <clears throat> uh, what the fuck am I doing with my notes? Uh, <clears throat> Sam says, Cass, she just turned 18. Cass says, you were alone when you left for college at that age, weren't you? Sam says, yeah, but that's different. Cass says, how, Sam? Sam says, here's all I know. It's probably not. I know. <laughs> here's all I know. Going it alone, that's no way to live. You being there for her, even if she thinks she doesn't want you to be there for her, that's good for both of you. Cass says, maybe, in the end. Sam says, in the end. Uh, we cut to Claire and Dean playing mini golf. Uh, Dean hits the ball and then... Wow, it was real descriptive here. Dean hits the ball and it goes into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, it's in the hole! It's in the hole! Uh, Claire just looks at him. He says, Bill Murray? Caddyshack? Nothing? Okay. It's a classic! <laughs> Claire says, never seen it. Not a fan. <laughs> Dean looks very offended and says, how dare you? Also, how can you not like something if you've never seen it? Right, so, yeah, you say you're too. not a fan. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Claire says, you done? Dean says, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with your whole generation. <laughs> Claire takes the Sound same. like a grumpy old man. I know. <laughs> Claire takes the same shot and she makes it into the hole also. She says, did you, did you see that? Did that go into the hole? I wasn't watching. Did the ball go in the hole? Dean says, happy Gilmore. Well played. Claire takes a little bow and says, thank you. And then she walks over to the hole and Dean says, quite mockingly, did that go in? Did that go in? <laughs> He's not over it. <laughs> nope. uh, we cut to Sam and Cass and the Impala looking out the windshield. Um, Cass says, it looks abandoned. They get out a baby. Sam says, only one way to find out. We cut back to Dean and Claire playing putt-putt. Claire says, this is what you guys do? Stay at cheap motels, steal credit cards, play mini golf? Dean says, actually, we haven't played mini golf in a while, but uh, yeah, that about sums it up. We cut back to Sam and Cass outside the abandoned building. They are getting stuff out of the trunk. Sam says, you take the barn. I'll take the house. <clears throat> they walk towards the barn. Uh, we cut back to Claire and Dean at Putt-Putt. Dean says, we help people. At least we try to. Claire says, like uh, Castiel helped my dad. Dean says, Claire. I know, hey. Dude, <laughs> fucking shit, Claire. Like, yes, that's the situation. <laughs> This is the situation your dad chose for himself. Yeah, like, Sorry, he, he volunteered, so yeah. you can't be too mad at Cass because he wouldn't have done it if your dad wouldn't have said yes. So mm -hmm. somebody needs to just, like, smack her in the face with that. You know, like... <laughs> I know. And, yeah, she's all in her teenage emotions. I get that. But, like, fuck, man. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, okay. I'm sure I was more annoying than that at that age. I'm sure I was. I mean, we all have our moments, right? But still, mm -hmm. you know, like, come on. Yeah. Dean says, Claire, what happened to your dad? I'm sorry, okay? I really am. But, uh, there's something you gotta know. Your dad's sacrifice was not meaningless. Yeah, he gave up his body, his, his vessel, and because he did that, Cass was able to save the world. The world. Your father's a hero, and he did not die in vain. Claire sighs and walks past Dean to the next hole. She swings and the ball goes in. She says, last hole. Dean says, already? Claire says, yeah, see? They take your ball on the last one and drop it in the bottom like so. Claire turns her golf club upside down and drops it in the hole. The club falls uh, until it gets stuck. <clears throat> Dean stares at it and then bends down and grabs the club. Claire says, you okay? You're not stroking out, are you? <laughs> Dean says, the red marks. Claire says, what red marks? Dean says, Claire, you're a genius. Come on, let's go. And they hurry away. <laughs> or, and Dean hurries away. Claire says, what? Wait, why am I a genius? <laughs> so we cut to Dean and Claire sitting at the motel table. Dean is looking at images on the computer. And Care is Care? Claire is looking through a book. She says, so this is hunting. Homework. Dean says, uh, Cass said that Ronnie's wound looked like an angel blade, but the red marks didn't match up with an angel blade. <clears throat> but if it was an angel sword, that would explain the size of the wound and the red marks, because a sword would have a hilt on it, which would cause the marks. Claire says, you got all that from a putter. <laughs> we cut to Sam walking into the kitchen of the abandoned house. It's dark. He's got his gun out. Uh, he takes an angel blade out of his coat as he's looking around. We cut to Cass walking through the barn. Uh, 
didn't say anything else about that. Cut to Claire in the motel, turning pages in a book. <laughs> she stops on a picture of an angel with a long blade. Uh, she shows it. She shows it to Dean and asks, "Is this what you mean?" Dean reads Grigori. We cut back to Sam walking through the house and away from the kitchen doorway. And the suited man, whose name we know is Holloway, <clears throat> appears in the open doorway, but Sam doesn't see him. We cut back to Dean and Claire in the motel. Dean reads The Watcher Angels. Claire says, so are they good or bad? Dean says, well, some of the lore says that they uh, they help people and some say that they prey on people. So keep digging. <clears throat> we cut to Cass in the barn. He walks around a corner and finds Amelia unconscious on the bed. Uh, he runs over to her and sits beside her. He says, Amelia. Uh, we cut to Amelia's like dream place. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's running down the stairs of the brightly lit house. Uh, she says, Jimmy. We cut to the barn where Cass is untying the restraints on Amelia's wrists. We cut to Amelia in the house. She's at the bottom of the steps looking around the empty entryway. She yells, Jimmy. Uh, but Jimmy is not there. We cut to Amelia laying on the bed in real time. He cast us, Amelia. We cut to the house where Amelia is looking around the entryway. She's like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> she says, Jimmy, <laughs> you get over here right now. She doesn't say that. <laughs> we cut back to the barn. Uh, Amelia's eyes like pop open. Cass says, Amelia. She looks up and sees that Cass is with her. She angrily starts hitting him. <laughs> Cass tries to grab her, grab her wrist. She says, I looked everywhere for you. Cass says, it's okay. Amelia says, blah, blah, blah. Amelia says, I tried to find you. Cass says, no, hey, hey. Amelia says, you took my husband. Cass hugs her until she collapses against him and stops trying to hurt him. He shushes her and says, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so we cut to Sam walking through the house. Uh, he's got his gun. He's got his angel blade. His phone vibrates and it says Dean calling. <clears throat> he hears a creak from behind him. So he turns around and Holloway hits him. Um, Sam says, Ugh! and then <laughs> guess what? Goes unconscious. <laughs> For the you know, 3,579,874th time. <laughs> yeah. Did I say those numbers right? No, but uh -huh. it's fine. We don't know. Yeah, I was just trying to spit them out. Uh, we got two Dean and Claire at the motel. Dean is on his phone. He says, Cass isn't answering his phone either. Dean grabs his bag and Claire says, I don't understand. Gregory Angels went rogue, started feeding on people. Why? Dean says, don't know, don't care. I'm headed over to Holloway's to end that son of a bitch. Claire says, yeah, let me guess. You want me to stay here? Dean turns and looks at her uh, for a moment. Then he takes a gun out of his bag and hands it to her. He says, happy birthday. Don't shoot me. Let's go. <laughs> so they cut to the barn. Uh, Cass has two fingers on Amelia's forehead. He takes his hand away, and Amelia looks at her, at her arms. Oh, they're still all messed up from, like, the restraints and the weird, you know, cuts. Uh, Cass puts a hand over her forearm, uh, and a light glows from his hand. Uh, but nothing happens. He says, sorry, I'm usually able to heal any wound. Amelia says, I was dreaming. This whole time, I was dreaming. Of finding Jimmy, of putting my family back together. You're not him anymore. I can tell. Cass says, no. Amelia says, where's Jimmy? Cass says, your husband is in heaven. Amelia, I promised to protect your family, and I failed. Amelia says, not if Claire's alive. She's all that matters. 
Cass says. Claire is alive. She's grown up to be a very strong-willed young woman. <laughs> Amelia says. That's putting it lightly. That is, <laughs> Amelia says. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. I just, I shouldn't have ever left her. I thought if I could find Jimmy, I would make everything right. But I should have never left her. I shouldn't. And Amelia starts crying and Cass holds her. He says, it's okay. Uh, we cut to the house. Sam is handcuffed to a chair. Uh, he comes to and looks around the kitchen as he struggles with his handcuffs. Holloway walks into the room. Sam says, you must be Holloway. Holloway says, for the last 50 years or so, yes. Before that, I was a Jenkins. And before that, a Miller. My real name is Tamiel. We see that Sam is trying to pull a nail out of the back of the chair with his thumbs, uh, which is crazy. Also, he succeeds. Ow. Yeah. (laughs) Holloway says, I'm a Gregory, a watcher angel. Sam says, since when do angels feed on humans? Holloway says, since the dawn of man. Sam says, what are you talking about? Holloway says, your souls. Uh, Holloway walks behind Sam. So Sam, like, tries to hide the nail in his hand. (laughs) Holloway says, are the little slices of heaven that are, if properly kept, delicious meals that can last for years, decades even. Sam says, you're not an angel. You're a monster. Holloway laughs. Uh, we see that Sam is now using the nail to try and pick the handcuffs. Holloway says, uh, I prefer to think of myself as a gourmet. Gorm- I don't know how to say this word. Gourmand? Gourmand? I have no idea. If it's not gourmet. <laughs> Definitely isn't gourmet. Definitely not that. <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, okay. He says, I make heaven a place on earth. Keeps me alive and hidden from the rest of the failures that call themselves angels. Sam says, oh, they're failures. Yeah, because you're living so large in your own life. Holloway draws uh, and points his sword right at Sam's face and says, there were hundreds of us. But now, Holloway shows an an inscription on the sword and says, each of our names inscribed on our swords. A brotherhood of perfectly crafted engineered beings sent to protect you pathetic bottom-feeding disasters. Uh, Tell us how you really feel. I know. (laughs) Ugh. Uh, I just feel like he and like Uriel would have gotten along so well. Like a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Dean and Claire walking outside the house and barn with their guns out. Dean says, all right, let's stick together. First the barn, then the house. If you have to shoot, aim for the chest. It won't drop an angel, but it'll slow him down. Got it? Claire says, yeah. We cut to inside the barn. Cass is looking over all of the other bodies that are in the room with Amelia, which we have not seen until this moment, which Mm -hmm. surprised me. Amelia says, are they? Cass says, I don't know. We will get them help. Amelia says, how long have I been like this? Cass says, two years. A long time. That is a long time. Uh, We cut to Dean and Claire walking through the barn. They round a corner and... Dean aims his gum at Cass. His gun, not his gum. <laughs> gummy bear, gummy. <laughs> That's the chicken wing song. Oh, is that? Oh, you're right. Oh, I did. I gummy did, bear. Yeah, I said I sang the gummy. I just realized that I just sang the gummy bear song to the tune of the macaroni song. So there's. I, that. Am, I didn't help. I am concerned. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> you con- continued with the right. With the song, <laughs> but not the right lyrics. Yeah. But the lyrics, I I, I, ch- I put the wrong lyrics in the in the song, <laughs> and you carried on the right lyrics with the song. So you know, eh, fine. Eh, still, 
it's all good okay i am confused though yeah yeah <laughs> uh, okay uh dean aims at Cass, who has come out of the room with amelia and the other bodies Cass puts his hands up and says dean claire runs past Cass into the room but she stops when she sees amelia standing there amelia says claire i'm so sorry claire runs to amelia and they hug amelia starts crying and says baby i'm so sorry i'm so sorry Claire says, okay, okay. Uh, Dean and Cass walk into the room. Dean says to Cass, let's go find Sam. Dean walks over and kneels beside Claire, who is like crouching beside Amelia, and they're still holding each other. Dean says, Claire, hey, listen to me. Stay here, okay? Do not move. Claire says, okay. Uh, She's like sobbing, and she's like, thank you. Thank you both. So Dean and Cass leave the room. Uh, I don't know why you think it's okay to leave these people alone with that, you know, like that just like I get I get that you might need each other, but like also Yeah, like that doesn't seem like the right move. No. I don't know. No, I don't know. No. Uh Claire says to Amelia, Hey mom, mommy. Uh we cut to uh the chair that Sam was in, but now it's empty and upside down. Mm. And the open handcuffs are kinda hanging from it. Dean walks in and looks around. Cass is just behind him. Dean says, Cass, something creaks in the other room, and Dean and Cass walk towards it. Uh, Sam pops into view, about to hit Dean with a weapon. (laughs) Dean rolls his eyes and says, what the hell happened? Sam says, listen, Holloway is a, uh, but Sam and Dean both say at the same time, Grigori. Cass says, Grigori? Sam says, yes. Cass says, no. They were some of the first angels on earth. It was an elite unit. 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 <laughs> it was an elite unit that went bad. But they're they're extinct. They were destroyed. Sam says, well, no, some survived. And they've been hunting humans, making them create heavens in their minds and feeding off of them. Cass says, where is this abomination? <laughs> Sam says, I don't know. I looked everywhere. He must have left. Dean looks at Cass and then runs right out of the room. Cass and Sam hurry after him. We cut to Claire and Amelia in the barn. Claire is looking out the doorway nervously. Behind her, Amelia is sort of collapsing onto the bed. Claire goes over to her and says, Mom, come on. Mom, you have to stay with me, okay? Come on, stand up. Claire helps Amelia stand up, and they start walking. Claire says, Mom, it's going to be okay. Amelia says, okay. Thank you, sweetheart. Suddenly, uh, Holloway appears in front of them. He says, you know there's no fixing her, right? Claire lets go of Amelia, and she kind of sinks to the floor. Um, Amelia sinks to the floor. Claire aims her gun at Holloway. (laughs) She shoots him four times in the chest, and then the gun clicks empty. Uh, Claire tries several more times, but uh, same result. Holloway shakes She's got pretty good aim for, in theory, never really shooting a gun that we know of. Yeah. Well, you know, when she was with that Randy dude, she had a gun. Yeah, that's fair. I so forgot about I, that, yeah. I just assumed that there was some sort of lesson, but, you know, I guess we don't really know. Yeah. <clears throat> Holloway uh, shakes his head and walks towards them with his angel sword uh, in his hand. Holloway says, you really think that's going to hurt an angel of the Lord? Holloway goes to stab Claire, but Amelia jumps in between them. Amelia says, no! <laughs> Holloway stabs Amelia straight through the chest and then pulls the sword out. Amelia falls to the ground, and Claire kneels behind her, holding her up. Holloway watches and smirks. Claire starts crying and says, Mom! Mom! Holloway raises a sword to kill Claire, but Cass runs into the room and shouts, 
where did my notes go? Okay, sorry. That's a weird shout. Where did my notes go? <laughs> That's not what he shouts. Cass shouts, no! Uh, he knocks Holloway to the ground and pulls out his angel blade and they fight. Holloway knocks Cass away and Sam runs in and grabs him from the hunt. <laughs> that was close. That was weird. Sam walks in and grabs him from behind holding his arms behind him. <laughs> Dean runs in and punches Holloway as Sam holds him. They all struggle for a bit. And then uh, and then Dean and Cass end up down on the floor and Sam gets thrown against a wall. Holloway laughs and goes to stab Cass. But instead, instead, fuck. <laughs> Why? Why? We've got to do a whole other episode after this, Rochelle. I know. I don't know what's going on. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So Holloway tries to stab Cass, but instead someone stabs him from behind. White light shines out of his wound and his eyes as he screams and then dies. Yay. Claire is standing behind him. She throws the angel blade away and runs over to Amelia. She's crying and, like, holding her mom's lifeless body. Ugh. Claire says, Mom, Mommy, please stay with me, okay? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, we cut to Amelia's heaven. She walks into the brightly lit entryway of the house. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy appears at the top of the stairs. He hurries down and says, Amelia, Amelia. They hold each other, and she says, Jimmy, is it really you? Is this? Jimmy says, it's heaven. I waited for you so long. I, how is she? How's Claire? Amelia smiles and says, oh, Jimmy, she grew up so beautiful. She's so strong. Jimmy says, like her mom, I love you. Amelia says, I love you too. And then Jimmy starts crying. Is this the only <laughs> time we see Misha cry in the show? I can't remember. No, what he's a, got single man he tears here, here and there. I can't pick. I can't think of another time. I believe you. I just can't think of it. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Very possible. Yeah, but part of me was like, Misha can cry on command. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's on command. Maybe he. You know, they paused and they put eye drops in his eyes. I don't know how that works. Maybe yeah. or they just like cut a bunch of onions. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, we cut to daytime outside of the motel. Sam and Claire are leaning on baby. Claire says, so what? This is some sort of halfway house for wayward girls. <laughs> Sam says, no, not at all. Jody Mills is good people, and she'll give you a place to crash until you get back on your feet. It's not forever, right? Dean and Cass are standing nearby. Dean looks over at Sam and Claire in the back at Cass. Dean says, what are you going to do about Claire? Cass says, it's not up to me. Claire says to Sam, you said sometimes death isn't always goodbye, right? So goodbyes aren't always forever. Sam says, right. Take care of yourself, Claire. Sam walks away and Dean walks over to Claire. He takes a wrapped package out of the front seat of baby and hands it to Claire. He says, I felt bad about taking the gun back. So Claire opens the package and finds a Caddyshack DVD. Claire says, thanks. Under the DVD is a big-ass book titled The Enochian Myth. She says, but I don't think I'm interested in any more homework. She gives the book back to Dean. Dean kneels down and open up, opens up Claire's duffel bag that's on the ground, and he pulls out the whole fucking angel sword. <laughs> he says, do you honestly think I didn't see you take this? Like, do you think I'm dumb? Yeah. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> also, I've stolen way more shit than you. <laughs> For real, yeah. <laughs> then Dean takes the grumpy cat plushie out of the bag and says, really? 
He puts the book back in Claire's bag or in Claire's bag and says, I'll just put this in here. You know, Claire, you already got your revenge. You go down this path, our path. It's not a long life. Claire says, I don't know. You seem pretty old. Dean says, thanks. <laughs> Asshole. I know. Claire says, listen, what I did setting you up, uh, I'm sorry. I just, I shouldn't. Dean says, forget it. It's in the past. Claire says, are you going to be okay? Dean says, me? I don't know. But I will keep fighting. I'll keep swinging until I got nothing left. Claire looks over at Cass and says, will you keep an eye on him? Dean looks over at Cass and he's talking with Sam. She says, he's been through enough. Dean says, so have you. Claire, do your homework before you do anything stupid, okay? And we're here if you need us, anytime. My cat pulls up and Dean says, I'll get you loaded up. Cass walks up to Claire and says, um, Claire, if you, um, if you need anything ever, I'm, I'm, I just want you to know that, uh, but Claire suddenly like lurches forward and hugs Cass, uh, which is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gets into the cab and it drives away. Um, <clears throat> Cass says to Sam and Dean, someone just tell me she's going to be okay. Sam says, yeah, Cass, of course she'll be okay. So will you. Inside the taxi, the driver asks... <laughs> Inside the taxi, the driver asks Claire, going home or leaving home? Claire says, just going. And credits! Okay, so... <laughs> um, I only have, I think, one... No, there are two thoughts, but they're kind of the same, but not really. Um, the first one being that Claire is, she just irritates me, you know, like, <laughs> she just does. Like, I can't, I don't know. She's just got, I mean, and I know she's supposed to be kind of like, I don't know. That's the thing is like, I don't know if they want you to like be irritated by her, if they want you to like feel bad for her. And she's like, oh, well, she's, you know, she's a bitch because she's been through all this stuff. Like, I don't know. You know, like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what they're getting at there, but yeah, it is a little confusing. Like a lot of the time she is just like annoying because she's so fucking She's rude. just a brat, you know? She like, is a brat. Yeah. I bet yeah. she, she is at that age where that's not really weird anyway. No. But also like, yeah, she's had a really shitty life. And yeah. I, and I want to like, like understand why, yeah. but also mm -hmm. like, come on, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. she does have moments of like, you're probably going to turn out to be an okay person once yeah. you're older, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and deal with all of this. Um, but, and I, yeah. I know that like, it was a little bit of a spoiler, but like you see her again, yeah, and she does evolve, yeah, from this moment, yeah. you know, for well, sure. And that was kind of the other side of that thought was that at least she seems a little bit less bitter, like towards the end of the episode, yes. like she's like, okay, maybe I can like calm my shit down a little bit, yeah, right. and like maybe admit that like I'm not just a hard ass all the time, mm -hmm. you know, like. <laughs> So also, I did kind of appreciate that. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. she still currently irritates me. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say that, like, it's nice to see that she's gotten over her ish with Dean. Yeah. You know, like, they're they're cool now. Like, yeah. That's, and that's mm -hmm. great. I'm really glad for that. Yeah. Um, obviously, she is pretty cool with Cass, too, although that's complicated and confusing. Yeah, sure. but at least she's not, like, at him yeah. anymore, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, I just 
this this is my least favorite Claire episode, mm-hmm. and I don't really like the episodes that are Claire centered, and it's just because it's too awful for me. It's yeah. fucking sad, and I hate it. Yeah, you know. And even and if she was a little like if she didn't have that bratty attitude to go mm-hmm. along with it, I wonder how I would feel about it. Probably better. Probably better because it's yeah. like oh, it this would is still so be sad and you're sad, awful. but like. You know, it would be kind of like, oh, but like I can, you know, sympathize with you, I guess, yeah. a little bit. Well, what do you think like, about Charlie? I mean, those are two very different tragedies, of course, but like, but they've still, still a both, big tragedy, yeah, uh-huh. involving your parents and all that, still mm-hmm. on your own, yeah, you know, and dealing with that whole the whole thing. And mm-hmm. she is a lovely person. Doesn't yeah. mean she can't be snarky, but like oh, no. in a funny yeah. way where it's appropriate. And like I would say that Charlie almost like not that Claire's trauma isn't traumatic, but right. like Claire doesn't think that it's her fault. That's true. Charlie, Charlie thinks ha- it's her fault. So she's yeah. got the guilt and the trauma and all that sort of stuff on That's top true. of it, you know, yeah. and she's still a halfway decent person. Although Probably the guilt is what makes her a little bit more, like, likable because she's trying to, like, not, you know, like, be a bad person. She's you know? not coming at everybody saying, you know, you did yeah. this, you did all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah Except yeah. for that guy who killed her parents, of course. But, well, yeah, but, but that, I mean, still. But even yeah. then, that was Dark Charlie. That wasn't. She didn't want that to happen. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, yeah. And at the same time, like, yeah, Charlie is older, though. Yeah. Too. She's <laughs> she's kind of figured things out a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Also, Charlie has really, like, deep-dived into the fandoms and the nerdiness of all that. I don't see Claire having an interest. Yeah. You know? She probably does, and we just haven't gotten to know her in that way that we, like, instantly got to know Charlie. Yeah. Which does make her more likable, too. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, do I just not know enough about her to like her, or is Mm -hmm. she just kind of an asshole? Yeah. I will say I've seen uh, this actress who plays Claire, though, Catherine Newton, mm-hmm. and a couple other things, and she's fantastic. She's a great actress. Oh, yeah. No, I don't I don't and hate the actress. I know. Actress, like, as a I person, just, like, she seems yeah. pretty cool yeah. and funny and, and sweet and everything, you know? Yeah. It's just this character is kind of, like, frustrating. That's yeah. the best word, I think, for it for me is just it's a very frustrating character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah. I'm trying to think but, of, like, remember when we met Alex? Who was the girl who was raised by the vampire mm-hmm. family or whatever. And, like, she was an annoying teenager, too, really. You know? Yeah. Like, she wasn't, like, she wasn't as. In a brainwashed way, though, almost, yes. too. But, like, her know? attitude with Jody and everything was, was a little irksome as well. But I think that yeah. that's just kind of like that. But she got over it in, teenage like, vibe. an episode. That's true. You know, like, yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of snotty, but like, oh, okay, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, like, okay, fine. You know, and like, to be fair, she thought that, you know, people were trying to like, kill her family and take her, you know, and like, she was afraid of her family and just kind of yeah. like, right, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Excuse but, me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Good. Yeah, I just, this ep- this episode is like the epitome of like, I didn't want to go there with her. Yeah. You know, I just, I yeah. did it because like, it's, it's really hard for me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just not, she's not even redeeming, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, you're, this is you're already like, too yeah. much. And now we're just going to go and kill your mom in front of you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. We should move on. Cause can talk about how much I hate this episode forever. So, yeah. Well, 
<laughs> Probably not the best time to ask you what your favorite moment is. <laughs> but what was your favorite moment? <laughs> All right. I struggled for this. And, you know, some of them were, there were a couple moments. But the, the number one thing that comes to my head is Cass with his grumpy cat stuffed animal saying, I got it at the Hot Topical. Because yeah. that's just, that's so fucking Cass. It's yeah. nice to see him fuck up a thing again yeah because now that he all has all the all the literature and stuff in his head it doesn't happen as much yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so i do like to see that like oh yeah you're still you thank you yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're still kind of an idiot yeah you know like he might know pop culture but he still doesn't get social yeah Yeah. right (laughs) and i was like oh yeah grumpy cat like was there a reason why he chose grumpy cat for her like was there like a probably because she's a grumpy bitch (laughs) i was just gonna say like if you're gonna choose that like it's grumpy cat works perfectly i know yeah 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 what was your favorite moment same thing (laughs) (laughs) that was like really the only thing that i was like i kind of like that about this episode like it needed a little bit more like Uh, like claire and dean golfing that was that was fun yeah i think that was sullied by the fact that i hate putt putt so (laughs) i was like you know like who would want to do that i know but you know if Jensen Ackles is like, hey, let's go play some putt-putt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I would go and do it. Here's the thing. Like, you know, this summer we went and played putt-putt, and I was like, here's the thing. I hate putt-putt. Like, I'll go and play with you guys, but, like, I I might get pissed off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And, like, I did, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah. I don't think anybody else knew that I was pissed off other than Travis, because, you know? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Yeah. I think at one of the holes, it was like 15 times it took me to get the damn ball yeah, <laughs> to the thing. I was just like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So moving on. <laughs> um, so the interesting facts, it says uh, when Sam and Dean meet Castiel at the hospital, uh, Dean says, uh, three men and a lady. Let's do this. Um, this is a reference to Three Men and a Little Lady from 1990, the sequel to the popular comedy Three Men and a Baby from 1987. Isn't there like a a ghost? Like, isn't that like one of those urban legends that, like, if you watch that movie, you can see like a ghost that was like an unintentional thing? It's not part of the movie, but like, I've never heard that. But I've also thinking. never seen the. I've movie never either. seen that movie either. But like, I think I heard about that a long time ago. That was sort of like a. It's like one of those things, like in the Wizard of Oz, you can see someone hanging in the trees if you look just right, you know? Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, so it says, Dean and Claire bond over mini golf in this episode. In real life, Catherine Newton, who plays Claire, is an avid golf player. That's true. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. I've seen her. have a lot of posts about that. Yeah, I have seen her um, post about it. Um, so it says Russell Porter, who plays, uh, Ronnie Cartwright, played, uh, Dean's suburbs buddy slash neighbor Sid in season six, episode one, um, Exile on Main Street. I thought he looked really familiar. Yeah. I didn't make that connection though. And now that you say that, I, I cannot put this guy's face on that person that's in my head. Oh, I. For that role, but, um. Have, no, I mean, I think I know what episode and stuff they're talking about, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it says he was also credited as neighbor <laughs> in another CW hit, iZombie. Oh, that's a great fucking show. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. I think I've seen a lot of, like, trailers and stuff for it, but I, I haven't seen it. You would like it. It's, it's 
honestly, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I can't think of a bad thing about that show. <laughs> Not one. It's hysterical. I watched, oh, what is it? The the Drew Barrymore one. Um, oh, uh, Santa Clarita? Santa Clarita Diet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched the first season of that and loved it. I don't remember why I didn't keep going. I think I've seen... How many seasons are there? Like three or something like that? There's or? at least two. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I I know I've seen, you know, I think I'm like one season behind of however many seasons there are or something like that. Because there's like I had finished it all that was available and then they did another one and I just never watched yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I love Timothy Oliver. Maybe Oliphant, I did. So. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Um... Uh, so it says, when Castiel gives Claire the grumpy cat stuffed animal, he says, I got it at the Hot Topical. <laughs> uh, this is a reference to the store Hot Topic, which is known for carrying merchandise from different fandoms, including Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Sad, though. They do not really carry Supernatural things in the store anymore, which yeah. obviously makes sense since the show is shows no over, yeah. airing. But they still have, like, a lot of, like, shirts on their website. Mm -hmm. But they're mostly, like... You know, the one design on, you know, these eight different styles of shirts, you yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. yes, they have a lot of different designs, but yeah. it's like one of those, like, made to you know, order type yeah, things, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, you ha you can get this, but we're not going to make it easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I, want, I really want to see all the fun merch as opposed to just the t-shirts. I like the yeah. t-shirts, too. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Um, okay, so it says the FBI aliases Sam and Castiel are using are agents Clapton and Page. Um, this is a reference to guitarists um, Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page, who both used to play in the '60s blues rock or in the '60s blues rock group. What? As well as also b played in John Mayles. My my Matt Matt. Ma 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 <laughs> I do not John know Miles <laughs> Blues Breakers Band, The Yardbirds. Hmm. Um, it's M A Y A L L S. Males? M Miles? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, I do not know. That was kind of weirdly written, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it says the title of this episode is taken from the Mickey Rourke thriller Angel Heart from 1987, um, which has Harry Angel, a private eye, whom double-crossed his deal with a devil, set out killing all who might know his true identity, while unbeknownst to Harry is that Louis Cipher, his patron, is the devil. That was really poorly written. Who is that by? I haven't heard that one. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke? Isn't that a... Like an old wrestler actor, dude? I don't know. Now I gotta look that up. Like, anyway, keep going. I don't know if it's a book or a movie or, like, hmm. that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't say. But, anyways. Um, last one it says in this episode, Amelia Novak is played by uh, Alicia Haley. Um, a recast from the original Amelia, who played, or played by Wynne Everett in, um, four, or season four, episode 20, The Rapture. Say that whole thing again. I'm so sorry. Listen, <laughs> 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 okay, wait, just stop for a second. Um, I was looking at Mickey Rourke, and yeah, it is an actor, so. Um, so it must be a movie then. Uh, I don't even know. Okay. Anyway, tell me that whole thing again. I am sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, it <laughs> says, in this episode, Amelia Novak is played by Leisha Haley, um, a recast from the original Amelia, played by Wynne Everett in season four, episode 20, The Rapture. Okay. I did think that, like, oh, you look a little different. But I think I knew that they had to recast her. 
Oh, I, yeah, so. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the first actress looks like, but I did notice, like, you, you'll seem a little different, you know? Yeah. Um. Oh, where am I? Oopsie, I need to scroll. Okay. Um. So since we're in Tulsa <laughs> and we could not find anything else that we wanted to <laughs> look up. And we tried. <laughs> we tried. We tried Grigori and then turns out those are called oh, uh, Watcher Angels and tried to look up that and just there was nothing good. You know, mm-hmm. the whole Tamiel thing. We're like, oh, let's try and run with that. Like, nothing. So <laughs> we went to Tulsa. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, and this is um, off of kjrh.com. Um, and it's Green Country Ghosts, the most haunted places across Tulsa. Um, it says, Tulsa is known for many things, but even Tulsans might be surprised by the city's unexpected haunted history. Um, while it's not the go-to ghost capital of the United States, Tulsa gives good ghost stories with rumored ghostly locations across the area. Terry French of Tulsa Spirit Tours knows a thing or two about paranormal experiences and talked to two News Oklahoma about which haunted locations are the real deal or just urban legends. The uh, first one is a Tulsa Theater. Um, Tulsa Theater, formerly known as Brady Theater. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> my brother's haunted. Um, <laughs> probably is. He's tall. So, I mean, there's got to be more than one person in there. There's no way. <laughs> That's funny. He's like 6'6". Six, six. I, I tease him about it sometimes. I mean, like, not as much anymore, because whatever. But mm-hmm. still. Anyway. Um, so, used to be a vaudeville house <laughs> providing entertainment to audiences. Uh, the space went through a lot over the years, including being abandoned and almost destroyed. Um, but after renovations and a name change, the Tulsa Theater reopened. Uh, legend is the space is haunted by an Italian opera singer named Enrico Caruso. Um, Caruso took in the sights around town while in Tulsa to perform. He wanted to see the oil wells and how they made them, said French. And as they came back, it was raining. It was cold, miserable, and the car broke down. Despite already being sick, Caruso made the journey back on foot in the rain to give what turned out to be his last performance ever. Um, He had a great performance, according to history, French said. It was one of his best. Standing ovations and the whole nine yards. Um, Unfortunately, after returning to Italy, Caruso died. French said many say Tulsa caused Caruso's, Caruso's demise, and that's why it's believed he haunts the theater. Even Caruso's manager named Tulsa as the reason for his death. (laughs) Um, but it goes deeper than just Caruso. When it was the Brady Theater, the building is rumored to have played a role in the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre. Um, (laughs) there's a quote. I mean, it played a huge role. It housed some of the victims. There are rumors they died inside and some other horrible things that happened to them, French said. We actually captured electronic voice phenomena, evidence that almost confirms all the stories there. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the next one is Kane's Ballroom. Ooh, Ooh. that's promising. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It says, Kane's Ballroom sits in the heart of downtown Tulsa and is one of the city's notable landmarks. It hosted thousands of musicians and audiences over the years. Kane's rich history is part of the reason why the space is believed to be haunted. I think it was the 40s and 50s when um, it was considered a rowdy roadhouse, laughed French. It was actually in the Tulsa world that some of the toughest gang fights occurred right outside Kane's Ballroom door. It was such a rough and tumble kind of place by then. French said Kane's became a source of trouble and frustration for the city. <laughs> I mean, Kane. It's yeah. fine. Um, it got so bad, one city of uh, Tulsa prosecutor tried to get a wrecking ball to run through its walls due to its notorious reputation. 
How is Kane spelled with a C or a K? Uh, C-A-I-N. Okay. Uh, uh, it says, uh, it's because of this French, or it's because of this, French belief spirits are still there in the place, partying away with other audience goers. <laughs> um, the next one is the cave house. Uh, it says, the cave house is unique in looks, but um, many mysterious things also lay hidden in its walls. Literally. <laughs> Initially built in the 1920s as a chicken restaurant for people to grab a little bite to eat during the day, it quickly became infamous for turning into a speakeasy at night. Hmm. People even claim Pretty Boy Floyd and some of his crew, along with other outlaws, would occasionally visit the bar. The owner, Linda Collier, um, Collier? We'll go with that. Um, did have some pretty strange experiences when she took over that building, said French. I don't know if whatever energy was there was just trying to show her love or scare her. <laughs> Um, not only was the cave house a speakeasy, but it had a ballroom perfect for parties. French said there are rumors at the back of the ballroom, um, and that, that there's a door leading into tunnels for people and outlaws to escape through should police show up. Ooh, like on Tangled. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is it the ugly duckling? Is yeah, the ugly duckling. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and the little, like, ducky, ducky lever you pull yeah. out. It's like, poop, go. Yep. Um, but today it's unknown whether it exists. Hmm. It says French said back in the day the house wasn't threatened to be or the house was threatened to be condemned if the owner didn't close the ballroom so there's a wall closing it off. Hmm. That's um, creepy. Yeah. <sighs> um this uh, the next one is the Gilcrease house. Um it says the Thomas Gilcrease Gilcrease Institute of American History and Art, also known as Gilcrease Museum, houses a wide variety of art, culture, and history for locals and visitors to enjoy. But art is not the only thing housed at Gilcrease. <laughs> Gilcrease, I think, is probably one of the most haunted places in Tulsa, confirmed French. Uh, French guesses uh, she and her team investigate... Er, what? This is kind of a weird sentence, but fine. Hmm. Um, maybe my brain is just not computing right now. Uh, French guesses she and her team investigated at the house or at the museum a handful of times, and every experience became memorable. Okay, no, that made sense. We're fine. <laughs> um, after I read it out loud, um, French took tours there, and people in the groups had paranormal experiences almost every time they went. Hmm. Uh, cameras would fall, cell phones would shut off, or wouldn't work. It was just weird," said French. "We never turned the bus off because we were afraid at one point we wouldn't be able to get it started." Hmm. <laughs> Um, French believes the Gilcrease house being built with sandstone plays a huge part. She said, like quartz, sandstone carries a lot of energy to help manifest things happening in the house. Hmm. They've tried having things in the house, like children doing art appreciation classes, says French, but they never last very long at all. Hmm. It's rumored Thomas Gilcrease is the one who stayed behind to look over his art collection and the house he left behind. According to French, however, um, uh, according to French, however it is, it's not a fan of visitors. Um, she said even animals are afraid of what lurks in the house. Hmm. Um, and then there's a quote. It says, so a couple years back, they installed a bunch of new security cameras and they kept going off in the South bedroom one evening. Tulsa police were called and they came out with trained police dogs where they tried to go up the stairs. The dogs absolutely refused to go up. They started whimpering and wouldn't budge. They ran out of the house. Um, and when the police went up there by themselves, not a living soul was there. Hmm. Um, it says Gilcrease Museum is currently closed for construction on a new museum space on site. So you're now messing with it. I know. <laughs> Good job. Uh -huh. <laughs> Don't you know anything? <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> Don't you watch Supernatural? I know. Or like any horror, anything ever. Or right. like have heard of 
weird. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next one is the Hex House. Um, it says many people think the Hex House <coughs> is just a standard local Halloween attraction, but here's but there's a dark history. So this is something we feature on our serial killer tour. <laughs> it's a parking lot now and has been there for sale and empty for decades. Doesn't seem like anyone wants to buy it, French explained. The new Hex House is inspired by the home that used to be or used wait, used to belong to Carol Ann Smith. French said the original Hex House, located at 10 East 21st Street, has negative energy attached. I mean, the things that she did with her nephew, they were dumping hot water on people that lived in the duplex next to them. There's also that whole history of her keeping the two hostages in the basement and kind of hypnotizing them, putting hexes on them. Yeah, it's insane, said French. Wow. Uh, claims of windshield wipers or stereos going on while the car is off is, or are frequent if parked nearby. Um, French even says they tested the theory during a tour and claims she never did it again. Um, it says we turned the bus off, but then it wouldn't start back up. It wasn't until a lady, uh, said she called Carol Ann a bad name and then she apologized. As soon as she was done, the bus came immediately back on, French says. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, it says this year's Hex House attraction is running from... September 24th to August 31st. Hmm. So they must do like, yeah, it's like a a set time for it or whatever, you know. Um, Hmm. I think this is the last, yeah, this is the last one. Um, So the last one is the Tulsa Little Theater. Um, It says, like so many other entertainment spaces in town, Tulsa Little Theater is also supposedly haunted. It's believed there are several spirits in the, in the space. The theater was originally built in 1932 and renovated in 2004. It's believed the renovation project is when the spirits started making themselves known, but French says that's not true. Actually, the spirits were there before they took it over, stated French. The current owners called us when they moved in due to the weird experiences going on. Hmm. Uh, Some of those weird experiences include loud footsteps going across the ceiling. Um, That's disgusting. Um, (laughs) Although I guess it's like somebody walking above you, right? Like... I, I feel like I, I read that and said loud, or the footsteps going across the ceiling, like somebody was walking, like upside like, down. N- upside down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ew. Yeah. But I guess that wouldn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Um, uh, da, 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 da. French said that would be possible if someone could somehow get 60 feet up in the air to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's apparently what. She was thinking, too. Um, it says, she said people would witness the sandbags in the main stage just swaying back and forth. Ew. You can't just move a sandbag, French said. They're pretty heavy and just one of the weird things that happened there. Yeah. She can't say if it's one of the most haunted places in town, but after several overnight stays in the building, she confirmed the place is haunted. <laughs> that would be really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I would. So if I was going to go and do those things, I would love to see the Hex House thing or do the tour. Even just the haunted attraction would be fun. Yeah. And I would want to visit this theater because that sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't really want to do any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What? 200 and how many episodes into it? And I still haven't gotten you to agree. But here's the thing. (laughs) Is that like, okay, I might get like, you know... (laughs) I might get brutally murdered over this, but Supernatural is just a show, right? Like, it's not real. None of the things happening in it are real, you know? Like, so to me, I'm kind of like, okay, like, it's not real. Like, whatever. We're like, that, whether it's true or not, I guess has the possibility of being true, and it's real, you know? Like, that's different, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not... 
yeah, no. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> No, nope. I think I did get you to agree the other day to maybe do something during the day that wasn't like straight up investigating, but just like go visit something during the day. But I can't remember what it was. It wasn't know. like a hotel or it might have been just like a bar or something, you know, like something oh. that doesn't require like even really being alone in a space, you know? Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like maybe I had said something about going somewhere, but I honestly couldn't tell you, like, even what, like, category the somewhere was in. You know, like... Well, I'm assuming we have at least two more years. Probably. I'm I'm still... I'm I'm doing this podcast, yes. Yeah. You better be... You better not just be like, we're done with the podcast. Peace out, bitch. (laughs) Never speaking to you again. You are fucking stuck with me. Like... I just, I just meant of like looking at like creepy ass research and trying to be like, ah, I want to go do it. I just meant like at least two more years of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) To work on you. To wear you down. Better not dump me. (laughs) No, no, no. I promise to never break up with your friendship. Biggest ass butt moment ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I'd just like, I'd be like, listen, I'm making an episode just by my damn self because (laughs) this bitch over here (laughs) decided that she hated me. So fuck it all. You know, like, (laughs) it's never going to happen. No, I didn't, I didn't think so, but you know, still, still kind of funny. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of being an asshole, (laughs) bad transition, but awesome. Also, like, what's your interesting moment for this? Okay. All right. This is a this is a a truly upsetting one that I uh, I actually left this experiencing this experience feeling awful. Mm-hmm. I still don't feel great, but I've made some peace with uh, the outcome in my head. Yeah. Um. So I uh, picked up Kelly on the other day from school. This is like I don't know a week ago, maybe maybe a week and a half. Something Probably like not that. Because I think you told me. I did. I told you like right. immediately after. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, I right. get Killian from school. He plays after school with his friends, just like he plays basketball or whatever for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so then we're driving home. So we have to drive past another elementary school in a neighborhood um, to get to our place. It's just sort of back roads, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> avoiding the busy main road. And uh, we drive, so we're driving by this other elementary school and there's this girl waiting outside. Now the school is sort of back, you know, yeah. from this road. So mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so she's on like the corner on this road. Yeah. And yes, we're in like a busier-ish road in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Stop signs, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of traffic at this time mm-hmm. going both ways. And um, there's this car in front of me, uh, pretty far in front of me. Mm-hmm. We're coming up on the school and there's this like nine-year-old girl waiting outside on the corner. And mm-hmm. she is... Like on the other side of the street from yeah. from where we are. Now mm-hmm. this car in front of us, like cuts through traffic. You know, like another car to like honk, like like stomp on his brakes to like avoid yeah. hitting him. Pulls up right in front of this girl and um, starts talking to her. And he's like, this guy is like, I don't know. The parking job was all fucked up. Even like it was just yeah. like he just like hurried and was like yeah. sideways and like half of the like, road. What are you even doing? It yeah. was weird, but like yeah. okay, you know. And I see them talking. She doesn't look scared. She doesn't really look anything, you yeah. know. 
And then after, you know, a few words, she points up the hill, like away from the school and then mm-hmm. starts walking in that direction. The, mm-hmm. the car is still there. Yeah. So then the car like pulls out in front of me again. So still in front of me mm-hmm. and drives um, up the hill and around the corner. Like it's, it, he doesn't like turn onto a different street or anything, mm-hmm. but just the way that street is, that's, that's not a long distance. Yeah. Once he, so I'm behind him now. Once he gets mm-hmm. around the corner and out of sight of her walking. Um, we're coming up on a four-way stop, stop signs. Mm-hmm. And just before that stop sign, he pulls over to the side of the road, like my side of the road, our side mm-hmm. of the road stops. And I'm like, oh crap. Cause like, we can't see her, which means she can't see him. Yeah. But he's pulled over on the side. He's mm-hmm. clearly waiting for something. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if he was going to give her a ride, cause maybe he knew her. Yeah. He wouldn't have made her walk. Yeah. For a couple minutes to get in the car. She would have just gotten in the car. Yeah. You know, so like, like if that was like a sibling or a parent or whoever was supposed to be picking her up or, you know, but, cause obviously she was waiting for somebody. It right. Seems. Right. But, she, but he waited until he, she couldn't see him to pull over. Yeah. Which felt really weird. Yeah. So I drive by him and like, I can't really see him very well because it's all crouched down in the seat. I yeah. can see like the top of his head, which is like, you know, a baseball hat. Yeah. And he's got his window rolled down and he is absolutely looking in his like side mirror. Yeah. Out, out to, for her to come up. Right. Yeah. I drive by and I'm just like fuck yeah you know, like none of that feels good yeah like i don't think i'm imagining that like yeah. you know like being too paranoid yeah that's weird all those yeah. little things together yeah it's equals like a whole lot of not weird or yeah. a whole lot of weird yeah and like do keep in mind like i have killing in the car yeah i'm muttering to myself i'm like <laughs> no, what's no, going no. on oh yeah. shit oh yeah. like what is going on and yeah. i'm just like i don't i don't like what's happening i'm not yeah. pos- like i'm not sure what's going on but yeah. like doesn't really look that good and so yeah. you know before i get to the main road i'm like like what am i doing right so i yeah. turn around yeah and i drive past them and you know situation's the same he's still waiting for her she's not up to him yet she doesn't see his car yet so i'm like mm-hmm. Ugh. so i turn around again mm-hmm. and i drive past her and i'm coming up on his car and i'm like fuck it so i pull over right behind him mm-hmm. like i'm right behind him yeah <laughs> and He's looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, what are you, you know? doing? Yeah. And I, I pull out my phone and I make a big show of pretending like I'm talking into my phone animatedly. And that's yeah. why I had to pull over, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. And um, and I do, in this process, you know, take a picture of the back of his car and his license yeah. plate and stuff. Uh-huh. And mostly I'm just trying to explain what's happening to Killian, you know, yeah. what I'm looking for. So yeah. anyways, the girl finally um, gets into view. She walks up to the stop sign right before she gets to it. He pulls out and goes up to the stop sign. Yeah. Like, as she's, like, reaching it, you know? Yeah. Again, she's on the other side of the street, and Mm -hmm. the way she's walking is, of course, she's turning right, so he's going, she's got to walk right in front of his car and go down the street to the right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so he's still got his window down, and I see his arm come out, like, he's waving her to go, Mm -hmm. you know? So, she goes. As she goes, she does not look at him, she does not talk to him. Yeah. Which, to me, means... She doesn't know him. You don't know him, right? You're not, you're not... You know, making a face at him, you're not smiling at him, you know, yeah. like, so she goes, she goes down the street. Again, we're sort of on a bit of an incline. I can't see past the stop sign to the right. I mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. So she walks down there and then he follows her. Of course. Yeah. And at that point I was like, shit. Yeah. And Killian was like, 
I think you should call the police now. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And <laughs> yeah, I, so like, I, I should definitely do yeah, that. Yeah. So I did. I called the police and I, I explained all of it. And it was, you know, it was fine. I mean, they were, you know, fine and calm. And I told them, you know, the car type and the license plate mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And they were just like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, we'll, we'll alert the local cops in the area. And, mm-hmm. you know, all right. Yeah. So I, so, okay. So then I pull up the stop sign, mm-hmm. go through. And I look down that street, obviously, but they are not there. It's yeah. a short street. It's mm-hmm. a no outlet, but there are, this neighborhood has lots of like drives off, you yeah, know, they're like, not like paved roads yeah. with just like rows of houses and stuff that I can't see. It's a really yeah. like heavily wooded neighborhood, you know, yeah. so it's just like, ugh, I don't see anything, but yeah. I do see like all these little houses down these little paths, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, so I go home and I'm just like, man. I feel really icky, you yeah. know, like I feel like I did not do enough. I felt like I totally failed this girl. What I wish I would have done as um, on that first time driving by her, I wish, you know, he was like up, you know, we couldn't even see him when he was parked yeah. up there. I should have just like pulled over and been like, Hey, do you know that guy? Yeah. Cause he's waiting for you. Yeah. And like, if you don't like just walk back to your school and I'll call the police, you know, yeah. like I mm-hmm. wish I would have done that. But in that moment I was like, this girl doesn't need someone else pulling over and talking to her and creeping around. Yeah. And like, I see in hindsight that that really doesn't fucking matter. You yeah, know? Like, I mean, and the only mm-hmm. other thing other than that would just be to keep following them. Right. And just like, be like, Hey, like, I'm watching you, you know, like, I mean, that like, crossed that's my mind, the only other but, thing, you know, like, that's but also not... like I have Killian in the car. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That isn't, that doesn't feel great to say. I'm going to be real honest. Well, that feel like... yeah, but I mean, that's <clears throat> like your kid versus some random kid. You don't know, you know, like, it's true. Which, you know, I mean, like, like I get that to it, you know, like, I get that, real, but I, I do have to keep in mind, like. I do have to keep that in mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, I just felt horrible and horrible and horrible. And then the next morning I sort of realized like, you know, if something had happened to a child in that area, if someone had gone missing, mm-hmm. I am positive the police would have contacted me for more yeah. information. Yeah. Absolutely. And that yeah. hasn't happened. That didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully it's all fine. But yeah, yeah. I still feel just like fucking yeah. awful. Like, yeah. obviously you, it's not my fault. If but, something like, would have happened, they would have called you for more details about like what he looked like, all the different, you know, yeah. like all these different things. Like, they cause you're the only one that saw him yeah. that said anything anyways, more than likely. So yeah. like, I would assume that, you know, everything was fine and they checked it out and it was, you know, yeah. whatever. Or they maybe like found the guy and like did something, but it wasn't anything that like she wasn't in trouble, you know, or yeah. like maybe they talked to her and didn't find him and it was fine. You know, like I'm there's all sorts of different ways I could have gone. But yeah. Yeah. Like if something would have happened, if something I would have happened. I'm sure I would've been would have like been yeah. contacted to like give them more information and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So I mean, yeah, that that is true. Yeah. Uh, but, but still like, I mean, I guess, I guess all I can do is just, you know, should a situation happen like that again, hopefully it never does. But yeah. like, you know, at least maybe I'll, maybe I'll be able to think a little clearer, you know, in that moment though, it was just like high anxiety well, and, and like, like start little- making a big deal out of something that isn't a big deal either. You know, yeah. like if it's like, oh, well, <laughs> does she know him? Blah, 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 blah. And like, you don't know that mm-hmm. until like, yeah, you know. Also, though, I mean, really, though, it is better to make a big deal out of nothing than to, you know, yeah. have, have a child get hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, in that moment, I was really like, I'm not sure if I'm 
not sure if I'm overreacting, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, like, I don't know if this is I don't know. something or yeah. not, you know, and like, I, but yeah, I just, I think well, that's, you know, that's the thing is like, generally people that are, you know, up to no good are not going to make it obvious. So it's like, that's how they get away with things. Right. It's right. like, okay, well, nobody knew, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That was a whole bunch of bullshit. I yeah. still feel I still feel kind of terrible, but well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, there's... I will make better decisions next time. I mean, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only other thing, if you weren't going to follow, the only thing you could have done is like actually gone up to her. But yeah, I mean, yeah. At that point, even if she were to say like, okay, you know, like I don't know this guy or whatever, then like you you're still just going to end up calling the cops, right? Which you already did, you know. Or mm-hmm. you did after and like probably would have been the same thing. You know, it just would yeah. have been you know, she would have instead of been at home, been at school or whatever, or you know, in yeah. a neighborhood or whatever. So Yeah. Anyway, fuck everybody. <laughs> People are awful. <laughs> yeah. What was your Jurassic moment? Um Okay, so I know um the last time I talked about Maisie's uh, diaper washing situation, <laughs> yep. um, this was <clears throat> another <laughs> situation. So we went over to my parents' house, right? And my parents have this like automatic dog door that you they have to have a collar on, you know, because like a person could fit through that. So if, you know, I guess if you were to like take the collar off the dog or whatever, you could, you know, go through. But like... Okay. You know, it, it's that whole situation. So, like, the dog has to be, like, next to the door to, like, have it open and then go through. Mm-hmm. And Maisie is fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we told everybody when we got there, they're like, oh, do you want to give her, like, a collar for outside? And I'm like, no. Like, she's got a diaper on. And, like, oh, yeah. she we like <laughs> we don't want her peeing in her diaper. Like, we've got this one diaper because we ran out of all the other ones. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, no, like, no. Mm-hmm. Also, we don't want her bleeding all over your house. So we're not just going to take it off so she can go in and out, you know, because mm-hmm. it'll just be a mess. And it was raining. And so it'll be, like, muddy, bloody everywhere. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yuck. But <laughs> that is gross. So we're there and we made it a big deal. Like, don't like nobody let her out unless you take her diaper off first, whatever. Well, they didn't take the collar off of the other dog. Mm-hmm. And so like Bella went outside and Maisie just followed right after her. Yeah. And we didn't like I didn't know. And apparently Travis knew but didn't do anything i mean the whole again forgetting to take the diaper off <laughs> yeah right like because i was like where's Maisie?" and he's like oh she's probably out, or i think or i think she's outside or whatever and i'm like oh no did you take her diaper off he's like oh no I'm like, oh my god okay <laughs> you know and like i think she just followed bella out and like he must have like registered it but not registered it or something just i don't know just like didn't register the diaper yeah or like yeah. maybe he didn't see it and just like figured she was outside i'm not totally sure but yeah. at any rate so i go outside lo and behold she is outside in her diaper and has peed it okay mm. well we've got that and that's it and like yeah what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't just have her in my parents' house. We can't leave her outside Mm because she's going to go and dig shit up, I'm sure, you know. And so it's kind of like, okay, you know, like, so I'm like, mom, (laughs) you got any old underwear that you don't mind parting with? Also, maybe some, like, pads or pin aligners or something, you know, like, anything, you know. And she's like, yeah. So she goes and finds an old pair of underwear 
and we cut a tail hole in them and put them on the dog, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you know. <laughs> Better than nothing. Better than nothing, you yeah. know, with a panty liner in it. And at that point, she wasn't, like, bleeding heavily. So it was like, okay, you know, yeah. probably okay. But they were too loose because Maisie has got a very, very skinny waist for a German shepherd. Yeah. Because, I mean, she runs a lot. So we, we had to duct tape the underwear <laughs> oh, no. onto her, right? So yeah. she's got this, like, duct tape belt with these, like, underwear with a tail hole cut out, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is ridiculous, you know? And so... <laughs> oh, God. She has decided, and this is, you know, back to another recent, you know, instance of her peeing and pooping all over the place at my aunt's house. She decided that, oh, well, there's another dog living at this house, too. And so it's going to be mine, you know. Mm -hmm. So he, like, Travis was looking at her and he's like, her pants look wet. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. You know, we never found a pee puddle. So she must have just, I mean, because she had already peed in her diaper, right? right? And this wasn't that long afterwards. So I'm guessing she probably didn't have much, but was going to squeeze out whatever she could. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, great. So now she's peed through her diaper. She's peed through this pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. She's like, now we can take the liner out, but you can't stick a liner, another liner to a wet pair of underwear. So like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, oh my dear God, like, do you guys have another pair of underwear that we can mutilate? You know, like, anybody, anybody got some undies, you know? And so they find another pair of underwear, which these ones are, again, too big for her, but they're, like, a different style, so they're way too big for okay, her. yeah. And so we put them on, and they just immediately kind of go, Mew, you know, like, uh-huh, and it's yeah. like, okay, so... <laughs> We had to gather them like a thong. (laughs) So we cut the tail hole out, right? Mm -hmm. And the only thing you could do, because, like, at that point, they're so loose that, like, they're not just going to stick near her with a belt. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to just flop all over the place, which is not helpful, you know? And so we had to, like, bunch up the hips and make, like, a handle. <laughs> on top. So it looked like she was wearing a thong. Yeah. Right. So she's got like the underwear on the bottom and then like the waist goes around in the back and then it's gathered like almost at the waist and we duct tape a bunch of like little like it's just like one handle going all the Do way down to her tail. Did you take a picture? Oh, did we? I don't know. How? How would you not take a picture of that? That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So <laughs> Huh. I think we were just like over it at that point. Yeah. Let me look. I I don't think did we take a picture? Did we take a picture? I'm that looking. Sounds so funny. Um, I love it. Oh my gosh! I just saw a picture of your rubber boots that I left in my house. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> I even thought about those boots this morning. Or not this morning, oh. but the, yesterday morning. I was like, I should text you to bring those oh, over. Dang it! I was like, no, she'll remember. <laughs> And I had completely forgotten they existed. Well, because I had them for like three months. I am oh, so sorry. God. No, it's fine. I mean, I, it is what it is. I feel like at this point, like, they just want to live with you. <laughs> just get another pair and leave them over I at my house, I guess. So that yeah. way you can, like, have a pair of boots there, you know? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> 
Ugh, whatever. But anyway, yeah, I don't have a picture. Okay. But okay, so we get to the like handlebar situation with yeah. the underwear, right? And at that point, I mean, she, you know, she really isn't like bleeding too much. So we're like, we're not that concerned about it. But my parents have fairly new carpet and like, okay, yeah. you know, uh, whatever. And so <laughs> she shits in the house oh. through her handlebar. <laughs> diaper underwear we have no idea (laughs) oh what happened first did travis find it first or did no oh no so my mom (laughs) she goes upstairs for something and is like no okay so i think she pooped in the first pair of underwear Okay. No, because she peed in that. I'm pretty sure what happened is she pooped in the second pair of underwear Mm -hmm. and, like, pooped out of it. Like, I don't know how, but she did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, how did she manage that? I don't know. (laughs) My mom's going up the stairs for something unrelated and is like, um, there's poop on the stairs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who pooped on the stairs? I don't know. She just decided. Well, so here's she probably pooped and it fell out of the diaper. Well, okay, so like we're. I'm pretty sure I know what happened. But so my mom finds the poop on the stairs first, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And then we're like, oh god, you know. And so Travis goes and looks at Maisie. He's like, it's gotta be her. She's like, it's obviously she's gonna be the culprit here. You know, like Mm -hmm. Hunter wouldn't do that, and like Bella's not gonna poop in her own house. So like whatever, you know. So he goes and checks her underwear, and as he takes her underwear off of her, there's, like, poop falling out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? You know? <laughs> Mind you, this whole time we're at my my parents' house, right? It's for a family dinner, right? So, like, it's not just, like, Travis and I and my parents. It's, like, my aunt and uncle and my aunt's mom, who's, like, 92, and we're all just, like, <laughs> it's just a total shit show, right? Like, it's just, like, oh, my God. I just, I can't, I can't deal with this, you know? And so, and so he takes the underwear off and goes, I don't know what he does with it. He like finds a bag or something to put him away and then leaves the poop on the floor <laughs> near the kitchen oh, God. where everybody else is. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. And like, thank God we had been done eating for a while, you know, but it was mm-hmm. just like, are you kidding me? And then so from upstairs, I hear my mom goes, I found more. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> she goes into her bedroom because I think that's where she was going originally. And Maisie had pooped near Bella's bed, right? Because okay, she's yeah. like, oh, fuck you, you know, right. like, in particular, you know. And then, so then my mom goes farther than that because she goes into the bathroom, presumably to get something to pick it up with. Yeah. And finds more poop in her bathroom. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, how do you even, like, how do you have this much poop in you? Right. Well, so my guess is what happened is she decided to take a shit next to Bella's bed to be like, fuck you. Right. And it didn't all come out, right? Yeah. Because, like, the diaper or the underwear can only hold so much. Yeah. And it did it run out the front of it? I don't know. Was it gappy enough? Probably. Uh, whatever. And so my guess is she probably walked into the bathroom and dropped more off there yeah. <laughs> on her way down the stairs because she doesn't know how to walk downstairs. She falls downstairs. Uh-huh. She probably like hit like the second or third and she's big. Right. So like yeah. halfway down the stairs is when she like started really hitting the stairs and uh-huh. like it dumped out the front of her diaper. Even <laughs> and by the time we figured it out downstairs, so there was another pile downstairs. Like, Oh my That's God. That's a lot so of horrible. poop. 
I'm just like, how did you even do this? And so at that point, we literally just like took the diaper off of her and we're like, we're going home. She can be in the back of the truck on the dog beds if yeah. she leaks on them. Fine, whatever. It's her own bed. You know, like mm-hmm. I, at this point, we're like, <laughs> we're out. I can't do this anymore. You know, like there's, yeah. there's how many pairs of underwear do I need to sacrifice of yours to like right. to make it through this visit? It's not <laughs> worth it. Also, we have to drive for like an hour back home. It's just like, oh my God. So that was a whole, like a literal shit show. Like, yeah. Peeing and pooping all over the place because apparently that's what she does now in other people's houses. Like, not in other people's houses necessarily, because, like, has she been in anybody else's house that doesn't have a dog? I don't know. Hmm. I don't, like, off the top of my head, I don't think so. But, I mean, because she's not fixed yet, like, mm-hmm. she's like, all this shit is mine, you know? Like, right. yeah. And so, like, she, I get it. She's marking her territory. It's not like she's just, like, being bad and going to the bathroom in the house. Sure. Yeah, it's just her instincts. I get that. But, like, oh, dear God. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just- Stop. you know so that was a whole it was a whole thing like it's just been like instance after instance with her i am so excited to get her fixed why mm. she had to go into heat right before we got her fixed is just beyond me it was probably just a final fuck you you know yeah right but fine you know so i keep telling her i was like you're gonna lose your universe so soon you know? like, <laughs> i was like enjoy it while it lasts because you've got two weeks you know like that's it that's all you've got, but yeah, so So funny. Oh God. It was a nightmare. That's a lot of poop, dude. It was a lot of poop. And of course, like Travis is like kind of helping, but he's like gagging the whole time. Right. So he's like, got the, like the Safeway bag or whatever. And is like picking up as much as he can. And then like, just kind of like, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I'm like on my hands and knees, like carpet scrubbing the (laughs) stairs and the floors and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, can't hardly handle i i seriously wonder how he's gonna deal with diapers <laughs> i know man like but, i mean he'll get over it he'll deal i'm not he's not getting out of it you yeah know? but like <laughs> he's gonna throw up just have him and make sure there's a little puke bowl by oh him. no i'm i told him i was like i'm gonna get you a designated like puke bucket so then that way like when you go to change diapers because you will be doing that like yeah. if you go to throw up you can just throw up and keep going instead of having to like because you can't leave a baby on a changing no, table you, can't. you know you can't leave a baby with a, di- a dirty diaper just like on the floor somewhere because like will they roll off no but will the dogs get into it 100 <laughs> percent. you know like yeah you like at that point when you're changing the diaper like you have to stay there you can't leave so like right. you're gonna have to either puke on the child on the floor you know like somewhere so like if we give you a designated spot yeah <laughs> hopefully you can just like turn around and then get back to it you know yeah but Ugh. i don't know it'll be interesting that's for sure yeah and you know hopefully after some time he will get a little bit more used to it yeah a more, more control over his gag reflex <laughs> i know? don't know though yeah he's he can't handle a whole lot as far as you know like and he'd be like, what the heck? It's like, yeah, but would you agree? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, like he, he's just, he's a gagger. Mm-hmm. He's a puker, you know, like he sees the cat puke and he pukes, you know, like it's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Like no shade. That's just what happens. You yeah. know, like I get it. Like I'm not that way, but like I get why you could be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah that's gonna be really interesting mm-hmm. i told him about the first like diaper poops how it's like sticky and oh, it's yeah, not it's even like, like yeah. it's like tar you yeah. know like you can't <laughs> it's a, so 
I, like, knew about this, but I didn't, like, totally get it until mm-hmm. I changed my friend's baby's diaper. So I was staying with her in the hospital after she had her baby um, because drama of, you know, other people. And so and she had a c-section so she couldn't like you know go and you know be up and wandering around and all that sort of stuff and i was like i can change the diapers and stuff it's fine you know whatever mm-hmm. i go to change that first diaper and i'm trying to wipe it and it, nothing is happening there's no like it's not good and i'm literally peeling <laughs> i'm like grabbing it the best i can and peeling it off of her with a wipe but i was just like oh my gosh this is this is something else like it's it's stuck on there so. yeah oh yeah i totally yeah yeah i remember that too mm-hmm. very well yep. yes yes so i mean fine but i told him about that he's like Ugh, you know but, yeah you know hey at least it's not smearing everywhere you can just grab it and peel it off and you're done that's you know? true yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's gross <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgets and aspects podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out you can also find us on facebook and instagram under idgets and aspects a supernatural podcast please make sure to rate and review us on itunes and email us your idget and aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast thanks again thank you